This is Nine Deeps of Space, and today we are watching The Passenger. I'm Van Velding, and I carried this episode when it originally aired. I'm Derek. This is my first time carrying this episode. You ready? Yep. And three, two, one, engage. Yeah, th- this this does something I really like about this show. I love the runabouts on Deep Space Nine, because what they do is they put two characters together in a runabout, and they're okay. like, what sticks here? They just throw them at the wall like spaghetti. Uh, yeah. And we, we see how these characters work together. And I love that. Yeah, I, th- that is really cool. Like this kind of little, like the mission that they just did. And then like we just get just full like level 11 snobbery from Bashir. He's like, oh, yes. You know, it's makes sense that you were impressed. I actually impressed myself. I don't think any other normal doctor would have been able to <laughs> see such thing. I'm like, dang, dude. <laughs> The thing is, she's giving him a compliment, an unforced compliment. Like, yeah. Their only re- their only interaction to date has been him going, God, Frontier Medicine. She's like, yo, this Frontier is my home. And so now she's like, you know what? You're a pretty good doctor, man. And yeah. she was like, you know, I like that we're having this moment. I am a good doctor. I'm the best. <laughs> yeah, well, I, and I, I feel like she's kind of made a mental note where she's like, oh, man, um, Never compliment Bashir again. Not that he's not a good doctor, just that's gonna that's gonna start a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. A whole thing I don't want to deal with. And on the one hand, people should know their worth. And if you give someone a compliment, you don't get to have them thank you for the magnanimity of you giving them a compliment. Yeah. So this really this really, really bothered me. Like they were told <laughs> that like life support and on fire. Okay, let's beam over with no spacesuit, and then they solidify and they're like <coughs> I'm like, come on guys, like no shit, you're having trouble breathing. Like Oxygen why didn't you mess. beam the life support people like the life forms over to the runabout? Yeah. Or or beam over with oxygen masks or any kind of en- environmental gear. Like, yeah. the absence of environmental gear in these shows is premised on, oh, we, we checked it out before we beamed over, happening off screen. And here, yeah. they don't do that. Like, it's a, it's a thing where they establish it, and then they forget that they establish it. So, like, oh, now we're just going to beam. Oh, God, yeah. it's danger. The tension's so high, you guys. I'm like, no, the stupid is so high. Maybe the maybe the regs haven't, be re, haven't been rewritten, where, like, like Captain Kirk is like, okay, if you're going to beam over to, like, a dangerous environment... Just beam over and be a man about it. <laughs> like that's the regs. I mean, that 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 does seem to be seem to have been the philosophy of the original series at times. Uh, so yeah, and we got the fire here. It's, oh, it's so much tension. Oh, it's the prisoner. He's he's super dangerous. And a second here though, uh, we'll get to it. So yeah, look here. Here comes Cure with gloves and a fire hose. I'm like, wait, how did you know what room they were going into? How did you know that room was on fire? <laughs> yeah. How did you know where the damage control equipment was? Yeah. Was this and what the are those gloves for? <laughs> uh, you, you want gloves or you're fighting fires. You never know what's going to happen. So, Oh, that's fair. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't have thought about that, but uh, okay. That's good the, to know. The, the metal handles could be uh, could be cold if that's like a, uh, you know, a cool... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like hand. nitrogen or some yeah. yeah. So, that's a good reason to have it. So, uh, I like that they're both struggling to get this dude's hands off of Bashir itself. Yeah. How hard um, also, also, what I like is that, like, the irony of this, where he's, where he's, this dude is like his very last breath is to, you know, tell him make me live, and Bashir's like, nope, nah, he's dead. 
And it's like that's that's just kind of fun. Like that's just yeah. kind of a funny little thing to happen, you know? Yeah. Especially and- like we we started with Bashir talking about like, man, I'm just such a good doctor, you guys, you don't even know. Yeah, I brought that dude back from the death. Yeah. And and now we're like, well, he's dead. I mean <laughs> you can't roll six this all one. day. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, come on. I mean only human. Yeah. So uh so yeah, and again, they could have just beamed both those people out of there the minute they had a visual on them. Like, beaming someone shouldn't be harmful to their physiology. I think they've they've established that it is. Like, oh, they're they're too injured to move. I'm like, no, you just you just dis- molecularly disassemble them and then reassemble them the exact same. It's yeah, fun. I mean, technically, we don't even need to do surgery anymore. We just do all of that in like the transporter. But you know, I mean, yeah, we still have doctors for reasons. I mean, you could you could take a shot at it. I mean, look if. If my brain can make it through a transporter, an injured guy's injured bits can make it through the transporter all the same. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, true. But, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and they still have to go through anyway. Like, they can't, regardless of whether it's dangerous or not to, like, put these guys through the transporter, um, the ship is failing, like, life support. And yeah. um, also there was a fire. So, you know, unless you can... You know, very quick, very quickly fix the <laughs> ship. They have to be transported off anyway, like dead or alive. Yeah. I just, I, it'd be just great if, if Bishu was like, I'm, I'm from Starfleet. I'm a doctor. I'm here to help. And he pulls out his little doctory scanner thing that they hold in their hand. He goes, yeah. and then it beams the dude into the shuttle bay. And he goes, and he's like, <laughs> yep, all and done. Beams him out of the runabout. He's like, all right, I think I got them all. I'm going <laughs> to. Turns out a doctor is just having the right macros in your handheld. So I got care if you can't fix the ship, beam off at the last minute. You know how it goes. You know the rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the drill. We, we've done this at least a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I've never been fond of the sickbay design. So. Yeah, it looks. This looks more kind of like a a fancy uh, technology room instead of really like a medical room. Um, there's like a lot of very fancy lights. I would say. <laughs> yeah. I, like it's an open design, and there's a little gap in his window, which I guess is is there the drive through for prescriptions or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, that's where he serves prescriptions, man. <laughs> and then he's got like this big bay for like one patient, and like the the walls of the bay. I don't know if they're going to show it again. Are just the bottom of a bunch of barrels, and I'm like, that's not I'm like what's in there. Are those where you yeah. keep the dead bodies? Like, are you treating a dude for you know ALS? And then it's like, well, here's the dead bodies. <laughs> excuse me we, we have we have more space for dead bodies than we do for like potentially well like for alive patients yeah <laughs> he pulls the one open oh don't worry don't worry it's not dead bodies it's just cokes and keeping my cokes in there it's <laughs> yeah cold. it's super cold in there it's really nice yeah it's nice um and so this is we get our first kind of well i guess our second our first one was like uh make me live and the guy dies you're like oh that's weird yeah um but our second big weird thing is this chick totally not willing not chill at all about this guy being dead like no no no, he's definitely alive somehow look when kajada was flying over here she saw she saw the station but in front of that she saw the stylized logo star trek deep space nine she's like oh this is gonna be a star trek thing (laughs) all right he might not be dead guys there's some sort of science fiction element to this story okay because Jada's going to get to the bottom of it. 
Yeah, when you go to Bounty Hunter School, they always tell you that if you uh, end up uh, having to be a part of Starfleet, uh, your problems probably uh, yeah. oh, a magnitude larger. Sorry, yeah, I no, where did, yeah, where does she get the knife? Like, I'll be that's not Bashir's. It's definitely not Bashir's knife. And like, was she just like Loki, like carrying that the whole time? I mean, I guess she's good. Maybe she's a highlighter of the Kobliads. It's yeah. great. I'm sorry. I, I, I'll be honest. I watch all these episodes. Sometimes I do watch them end to end. Sometimes I, I kind of listen to them, you know, as they yeah. sound interesting. I kind of missed that part. And it was, is freaking great. It's great to see the look on Julian Bashir's face when she stabbed yeah. the corpse. Yeah, and he's scared. I mean, he's scared because he's Julian Bashir. He's a doctor. He's not used to this level of violence. Yeah. Um, and, you know, th- we get our first kind of like, okay, well, if he's really alive, how could he be alive? And we're kind of, those wheels start spinning in the audience's mind, I think, as we get this kind of, you know, banter from Odo and uh, Quark that's pretty uh, tried and true at this point. Yeah, it's well established. It's great. It's a great look at both of their characters. Again, it's hard to loop Quark in as a civilian, but Odo's a great hook for it. Yeah, you know, and like he talks about, uh, I don't know if he's doing a greed is good thing, but I mean, he's uh, he's at the very least kind of <laughs> hinting that like, hey, look, you shouldn't just be like this static dude, you know, treading water until you die. You should try to want stuff. You know, you should try to grow. Um, and, so, you know, if you if that's your takeaway, it's not a, not a bad bad one. Yeah. Like, there's, there's some wisdom that comes from Quark when they give him a chance. Although, when he says, I'm the guy with the Rock the Geno machine, he is channeling <laughs> every dude with a Craigslist post whose only <laughs> qualifications for a mate are has a lease and a penis. And he's trying to yeah. leverage both of those things. Yeah, I mean, you know, gotta do what you can. Don't, don't, don't try to get housewomen on Craigslist, guys. Don't, don't do that. I can't give you any harsher reprimands than that without violating the terms of service of our podcast host. Yeah, yeah, everyone's doing Tinder now, guys, so just, you gotta switch. Alright. So, but it's a good conversation. It's about, like, romance and wanting things you can't have and all this kind of stuff. We got a little shot that brings Primin into it, who's been here the whole time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, um... <laughs> yeah, and I, I like how he just shrugs it off. That's really he good. Does. <laughs> He's just so used to it by this point. Yeah, again, it's a great dynamic where Odo is so hard and Quark is like, I'm just a guy who's trying to have fun, live life to the fullest, man. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to rock up on Jadzee. Jadzee is way out of my league. And th- that's not even yeah. like Ferengi racism. That's just Jadzee being a classy lady. But he doesn't give well, a Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jadzee like straight up smiles and she knows that like, by this point, she has to know that Odo has like been putting on the charm on her. And so I don't know what that smile, I mean, she's just being nice, even though she knows it's going to be frustrating. Uh, but, you know, she does it anyway. Yeah. And, and so here we got like the new dude from Starfleet that's like, hey, I, I got to make a name for myself. So everyone knows that I'm a super valuable employee. And um, he does the absolute wrong thing of like second guessing Odo because Odo doesn't like being second guessed. I mean, he don't. And the- <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that this takes place in the middle of a stellar anomaly in which uh, proper channels have collapsed totally. Like there's a scientist somewhere on the USS, uh, you know, George Washington, or whatever. And he's like, oh, God, sir, the sensors say the, the f-ing, our proper channels are all collapsing. Proper channels are collapsing all over Starfleet. <laughs> people are just walking around at random telling people things. <laughs> we're losing. We're losing emails, sir. Our meetings are dropping precipitously. 
No so, meeting rooms have been scheduled, and everyone's schedule's out of whack. So, so Cisco, Odo, and Primmon are just bouncing around like uh, air molecules in a jar, just colliding with each other at random with no purpose or goal. Yeah, I mean, it does suck when you have to like deal with someone in meat space, but you know, everyone's got to learn how to do it. It's one of those things. Right. Um, but here we're going with the whole Han- NBC Hannibal angle of this criminal and their crimer, crime catcher, yeah. pursuer, uh, are way too close, man. Way too close. We're talking... <laughs> what is it on the Will Hannibal scale? It's a 10, sir. Yeah. You know, and so that's, uh, you know, and, and that's reasonable, you know, and, you know, Dax is like, hey, maybe they're just really too close and she's just, that's her singular focus for 20 years, which reasonable and this episode does a pretty good job of like throwing a lot of noise past like what really happened which you know we've already seen really uh, i also like this um because we've given this guy like he's like yeah you know i'm really cool and stuff frankly i gotta tell you sir and he's like and then he just does like a 180 he just like dresses this dude down like straight up yeah and i feel like even that's a little bit too hard where i'm like look the lieutenant has legitimate starfleet concerns and he's he's raising them to his commanding officer like he should and cisco's like hey get it together man and then he gets like into the 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 hard bits and i'm like dude you don't you know you don't need to get that hard. well yeah but at the, at the same time like he's raising concerns about something he knows nothing about like that's like someone yeah. not knowing a computer saying like hey something's wrong with your computer like no it's just not turned on um, like you, you have to kind of like say like, yeah, you can have concerns, but maybe spend a week on the station first <laughs> before yeah. you like start diagnosing all of our problems. Like this, the minute you walk in. Yeah. And I'm, I'm nitpicking there. Cisco handles is great yeah. where he says, look, we're guests. We have a lot to learn from these guys. Things ain't by the book. Don't forget the book. We're not going full training day. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> we're not going full training day. I do like that though. I do like that. He points out that, Hey, listen, I don't want you to forget what you have in Starfleet. You got some valuable experience, but you need to be open-minded to how things are done here. Um, and I, th- I think that's good. That's that's I I feel that's good leadership for sure. Yeah. I mean, prim, 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 come back here. If Odo tells you to smoke PCP, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. don't smoke oh, PCP. Have, okay. This is space. PCP's okay, just... a guy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> We've just we, there's just been some talk, and it hasn't affected his performance. But just so you know, oh my God, wait. All right. Okay. Never mind. If like P is one letter off from O, C is one letter off from D. I was wondering if you could like shift Odo's name to make his name PCP. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is a good character moment, and like they have a reconciliation. Yeah. They kind of come together, and they're not on the same page, but they're working on it. Yeah, and uh, you know this arc, this arc about how they're like the working together, uh, and they do learn to work together in this episode. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, you know it's. Nice. It's nice that that they have this little arc here, um, and it's not really central to the plot. Like it does, it's tan. Uh, it's related to the plot, but I mean, it's yeah. not like central to it, and it's it's good. Yeah, I, I again, I would trade all of the oops, we discovered immortalities in Star Trek for just good character yeah. moments. You know, admin aside, the fact that it's not well supported, you know, by common yeah. sense is fine, but. I like that we have three security officers in this thing. It's way too much security. It's a lot of admin. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, they. Um, I feel like '90s shows love their bureaucracy. Like, if you really like, if you really thought through the logistics of a lot of like ensemble, like NCIS, CIS, you know, Starfleet, whatever. 
it would just be a bureaucratic nightmare. <laughs> I, I absolutely do love this, the Bashir dunk of, this is exactly how he thinks. And Bashir's like, dude, he stopped thinking two days ago. <laughs> and and that's what's great about, about, like, you know, our reveal is that Bashir is, like, you totally expect, he's like, dude, I'm like the best doctor ever. <laughs> Not just on yeah. the station, ever. And <laughs> he's straight up dead. Like, I can like they teach you how to do identify dead people like medicine one oh one. Yeah. Um he's dead dead, like super dead. Kira, tell him I did mostly dead <laughs> earlier today. I know from mostly dead. This guy was dead dead. Alright? If you want different, yeah. go see Miracle Max, but I'm, he'll tell you the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And, so. and and Dox and Dox is like, Yeah, no, he is dead dead. I mean, my my centuries of experience know how to identify a dead person. All right. But she uh, I think Odo's got, he's got some good points to make here in a bit. Uh, I like yeah. how Kira reacts to all of this. It's really sedate, but obviously she's supporting Odo. And yeah. if we're talking about, oh, is the Federation going to horn in and take over things? Yeah. You know, that that that's a concern of hers. She's worried that the Federation is going to do exactly that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's subtle um, for sure. And, and I'm still kind of, it, I guess what throws me off is that Kira's outfit kind of reminds me of Starfleet, so I keep assuming she's Starfleet when she isn't. You know what I mean? I, I think it's hard to distinguish it from more civilian gear, like what Vantica's wearing. Right. right. Or like, you know, o- Odo's like just very bland jumpsuit. <laughs> like, yeah. no one's going to wear that. It's um. it's the shoulder circles, and there's a lot to say about Bajoran uniforms in the years to come. But... Yeah. uh I think it just makes it so that there's now two styles that the costumers have to avoid whenever they're making civilian gear. And they put yeah. 100% of that effort into Quark's outfits, as we'll see yeah. in the coming, coming episodes. But, Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like her. Um, I like that she's determined. She's like, look, all the logic says he he's dead. But I'm telling you, he found a way. Well, and we're we're getting we're getting kind of like a little bit of character development with like our threat right he's like okay this dude isn't just like some guy that has aspirations of living forever like he was he ran a prison he ran experiments he's done drugs he's transplanted things like these are things in his past um you best believe he found a way to survive somehow um and you know it's okay like there's a little bit more of a a credit like credible threat here uh, she's she doesn't she seems less like just a crazy person you know not less like an Odo afraid that his you know chain of command has been challenged <laughs> yeah oh man he just he I can't decide if he's like being a man child here or just like a control freak I mean he could be both um, yeah he, yeah that's true he's obviously a pretty high strung guy though I think that's fair to say yeah I I don't know why though <laughs> like I mean I, I could. I mean, okay, you do security enough time, maybe develop a drinking habit. All right, fair. Um, but, like, you should still have a hobby. Like, you <laughs> paint, like, don't, like, turn yourself into liquid and, and, like, jump into a lava lamp or something. I don't know. Like, just find something. Something you enjoy doing. Yeah. So, I, again, Odo's pretty confident about what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and they, they reach an accord here that I feel could have been reached by email with proper... Hey, Starfleet guys are going to be coming on. I want you to meet with him when he comes on board. You know, whatever duty. And then this will be his yeah. scope of duty. And I was like, oh, what's my scope of duty? And blah, 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 blah. 
Yeah. Um, I th- I think uh, I think Odo probably missed that meeting because he was like roughing some dude on the promenade. <laughs> I mean, he's like, "All right, go to this meeting, finish roughing up this guy." Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just dodge that meeting. I can hear him go. I'm do- I don't like meetings. And I don't like administration. And like, oh, another thing, Constable, check your fucking email. Check your email. You would have known about this if you checked your email. Yeah. So. But, you know, say la vie. Uh, the weird thing, too, is that we don't really have, like, we have a lot of what Odo is. We don't have a lot of where Odo came from or, like, what he was or how he got here. And that generally right. isn't needed. But in Odo's case, it seems like it is because he's like this unique life form that knows nothing about his past you're like okay well but you didn't like jump out fully formed as like the security dude did you like that would have been great like a cardassian administrator <laughs> of the station drunk as f- make the goo guy the security dude <laughs> make the goo guy make the goo just pick one to go, you goo guy you're the security guy notice like a little puddle of goo with like a rat a little face comes out of the goo. like me do law like, you don't have to do law. You just have to do order. It's fine. Yeah, just do the order. It's fine. So um, this is kind of interesting. You know, this is a little good kind of Ferengi character moment where cleaning is important because people drop money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people don't use coins here. They use strips and, and slips of latinum. But I, whatever, whatever. It's fine. They, they drop money sometimes. Nobody in this universe has goddamn pockets. But fine. People drop coins. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe it's because they don't have pockets. Yeah, but I, I although like I do, it, ex- but, yeah. yeah, I mean, I do expect him to have some kind of machine. Like with all of our high tech, he's on the ground yeah. looking at stuff instead of like, I don't know. I would expect him at the very least have like some sort of vacuum cleaner that like yeah. it sniffs out gold, latinum, or something. All right. Well, maybe you don't need technological innovation if you have indentured servitude. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe. So. We, so here, we're, yeah. yeah, this is all. This is we're we're saying like, hey, no, she, uh, Kaji, oh, I can't even say her name. Um, she's legit. Like she has legit concerns because yeah. there's a very real pair of hands, um, restricting Quark's breathing right now. Yeah, and so it's like, hey, the plot's back on. We have we have confirmation, and we're in. Intri- it's it's Ocean's Eleven in reverse, where he's already performed the impossible escape. You can see yeah. you can see for like two frames, yeah. Who who Vantica is, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but you do, yeah. I yeah. mean, I did. I saw that you could see, and I had the urge to like rewind and pause, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna I'm, keep going. And I, my like blur frame identification thought that was it was a Primin. I thought it was a Primin that was holding yeah. it somehow. And so and so Primin turns out to be a fake out for this episode, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and, but like, it's good. Like this, this wasn't made in the era of DVRs and, um, yeah. And, you know, like live streaming and, you know, obviously that shows, I mean, the prisoner was somehow, but, uh, (laughs) like I get my cheap knocks on the series finale of the prisoner whenever I can. So, uh, so, you know, like, it's like, I I appreciate that you didn't do that. I, I, I thought about that as well. There are two scenes in here where I thought about you. And that was one I'm like, is Derek going to go back and look at, look at Vantica's face? So, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, but, yeah. And, yeah. but yeah, I think Primin is like our second fake out. You know, I think our first fake out is like the jailer, you know, it's yeah. comes like, ha, huh, what if the jailer becomes a criminal? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, or just like gets compromised in some way. Um, that was like my first thought. And then like after that interaction with Quark, I'm like, well, and seeing like, 
you know, Primmons kind of just not jiving with the crew. I'm like, yeah, maybe it's him. Maybe he's like, you know, some kind of plant. I'm like, he's talking about bringing people on board base. Maybe one of them was a Starfleet officer. Yeah. That, that non-Vulcan shtick is uh, a reference to Spock putting his Katra in McCoy. <laughs> is that a sex thing? No, I mean, it's it's from Star Trek 2, <laughs> Star Trek 3. No, um, it's just the way you said it, his Katra and McCoy, oh, it just sounds, right. it sounds like a sex thing. <laughs> yeah. So, it, again, it's a nice little comic that, that doesn't have to look at the camera and go, hey, remember Spock? Remember Spock? Like, oh, yeah, yeah no, all right, this is kind of like something we've seen before in the universe, and we're going to acknowledge it in a pretty broad way. Um, yeah. And Julian, they, they form this this hypothesis which is completely reasonable um, yeah and that kind of supports like your first kind of fake out is that it's going to be uh, the jailer um yeah and so they i mean she dax convinces everyone um you know so much so that it kind of reverts her access uh to like security privileges yeah and our plot starts moving in that direction and uh it's great <laughs> So yeah, I mean it, it's very. Uh, I mean it's it's just like will they won't they kind of thing. Not will they won't they, but just kind of casting doubt on on former I guess people we were working with. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like all these beats feel kind of old and familiar, and I guess maybe it's just because this this type of writing hasn't aged well. Not just this episode, this type of writing, I would say. Yeah. It is. We're our two main suspects here. Primen and Van, uh, not Vantica, yeah, Kajada are both outsiders. Yeah. And it's like, well, naturally, you know, DS9 to date has done a really good job of saying, you know, outsiders are actually like people with their own stories and their own motivations. They're not just here to be obstacles for us or to be the bad guys. Our own people are. Okay. I I don't care who you are. Odo isn't typically smooth. That was smooth when she's like, are you some kind of fool? And he's like, my own special variety. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that's. That's really good, actually. I mean, well done, Odo. like he's got a lot of character flaws, but he's good at what he does. Yeah, well, and he kind of knows himself to a degree. Like, we don't really know, like, how he formed as security chief Odo goo guy. Yeah. But we do know that he knows himself and he's comfortable with it. Yeah. And again, like, he's he's complex. We're riddled with flaws, but also, you know, he has his virtues. He has his... his I don't want to say function, because that kind of boils him down to his job. But Odo has boiled himself down to his job. Ah, petty bitch. What a petty bitch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He he definitely is a workaholic, for sure. Like, he reads as a workaholic, no doubt. But where he's like, oh, oh, the doors don't work because the doors don't work for you. Yeah, yeah, he waits. Yeah, he waits. There you go. You've got one beat. Yeah, there you go, man. That dude, man. Um, yeah, no, he, uh, he's not above being a petty for sure. It's good. Oh, yeah. And so now the, the plot's back on, boys. So, uh, mercenaries. we got to have a mercenary talking to shadows. Yeah, like, this franchise tries to be so dark and have smoky corners. And it's, it's a family-friendly franchise at its core. So, yeah. I think this is maybe it, the darkest, grimiest corner it's ever gotten before. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I guess I don't make, I mean, I know what you mean as far as it being family friendly and the lighting, like it's very, um, it's very kind of like Walker, Texas Ranger. Like if you, if you do the same thing, like it's just, this is also weird to me. Like 
I read this scene as um, she threw herself over um, as like as like Vantica. Yeah, yeah, like Vantica threw. No, 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 not either as Vantica or as Kajada. You know, trying to get people to believe that Vantica is still alive. Because I mean, we also have the premise that Vantica could still be dead, but someone else is like pretending to be him. Yeah, like, and, like get their get their own like duridium or whatever. Yeah, Stephen King's Dreamcatcher does that, doesn't it? Like there there's a legit invasion by alien fungus, and then that that propels one of our main characters to try to spread the fungus into the water supply of a major city, but it turns out that he's not infected at all. He's just having a mental breakdown. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you can be a uh, you can be a bad dude without uh, being like a dead mastermind. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think they invade New York State countryside in the middle of winter, and so they die. The fungus do. Rip. Uh, it's a great this. It's a yeah. great uh, interaction between Quark and Odo. I mean, they they basically yeah. all are. Yeah, it's and it's classic, you know, and it's yeah. good. He's like, wait a minute, Quark, I'm gonna follow you because of reasons, <laughs> yeah. and it's just the, the a good frenemy relationship. I think. Yeah, it's good, and and so. Cisco's yeah, so we still. still oh, good. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 it's weird. Uh, it's weird that we um, we're kind of treating this very hypothetical um, thing as kind of our best possible scenario. Um, yeah. Just because you kind of would expect it to be a bit more skeptical, but I guess since this is Star Trek, Starfleet. Um, you just like the most unlikely scenario is probably the real one. <laughs> I don't know. O- opposite of Occam's razor, uh, uh, Occam's like blunt thing. I don't know. Uh, I think that, you know, I think that there aren't a lot of intervening possibilities here. Like what are our other options? I mean, you know, it, it could be definitely like someone, I mean, I, like even Cisco said, everyone knows that the Jordan shipment's here. It could be another con being run. Right. Um, more than one group of criminals want to steal this thing. And fair enough. But, you know, Kajada there called out Vantica's MO specifically in terms of putting little subspace shunts on, you know, less than important systems. Yeah, yeah right. but I mean, yeah. 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 Uh, we, we have functional immortality in Star Trek now. I, I think it's great that uh, Deep Space Nine is eight episodes in and they've created functional immortality. So <laughs> um, this guy can put his whole consciousness under his fingernail, which, okay. And a few episodes ago, we learned you can just make clones of yourself, like, you know, in a 3D printer. So <laughs> yeah, that, that just a regular station has. <laughs> just and this guy, he's an uncommon criminal, but he's not that uncommon. So, uh, yeah. Congratulations, everyone in Star Trek is immortal now. You just you just raise a clone, yeah. put your consciousness under your fingernail, and then scratch the clone. Bing, bang, boom. You're right yeah. into carbon. Altered carbon. There you go. Yeah, they kept using uh, glial cells a lot. And I was like, what is glial cells? I've heard this before. And then it's basically like this uh, cell that kind of helps maintain the myelin sheath of neurons, um, yeah. which is kind of like how neural pathways like, get stronger. Um, but I mean, like it's it's just like medical. Oof. It's being used here as just kind of medical techno babble, I guess. Yeah, that that techno babble scene here goes on a little too long, I think. But um, no, whatever. Yeah, I, so. I would agree as well. Like, and I don't think we need two people. Like, I don't think she thinks she needs to like tell two people things. I think she just 
needs to tell one person. Yeah. So, but whatever. You know, it, it goes yeah. on for half a second too long. And you and I both suffered through that half a second, two seconds. <laughs> That's um, true. Um, not and, the weakest you know, we, part of the episode. Yeah. And we got we got Primin. We got Primin who's also thrown in question because he's not where he should be on the day of yeah. the day in question. So now maybe it isn't, uh, you know, Prajada. Ah, man, why do yeah. I keep messing that up? Pravada? Kajada. Kajada. Yeah. You notice that O'Brien isn't here. Primin is kind of like a maybe stand-in for O'Brien. And because yeah. because Kalmini's shooting movies, because he's like a movie star, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. He just comes here to uh yeah, so here it is. This is our twist. Yeah. So I mean That is a slow walk. Everything he does is slow. And again, real interesting choice by the director to in our final act turn off the acting of one of your actors to be the bad guy. Okay, so, I mean, Vin Taka, or whatever his name is, I can't say any of these names. I mean, he's he's networking two brains here. Let's give him some credit. <laughs> like he's, he's, uh, he's having to make sure he filters out Bashir uh, while he can still, you know, do the whole walking-talking thing. You're right. And maybe I'm being facetious, because maybe <laughs> Vantica didn't... Um, transmit his entire intelligence maybe he just got the high parts you know yeah and so the I mean, actual yeah we yeah spark of consciousness isn't there he's just like a robot with the intentions of vantica like skin riding a body for a brief period of time um and therefore yeah it's, it's, just... it's hard to know like this could be a full-on voldemort situation where this is just kind of like a delta fork of vantica that yeah. has enough like consciousness to go find like the real brain of vantica to then put into a body I and mean, we yeah. don't know <laughs> that might be the next step of his plan is to, to get a vantica clone and back into it Which all be, i want to say no. is that the plot of this episode looks a lot more interesting viewed through the lens of eclipse phase i'm just saying <laughs> i mean yeah and that's that's not the last time you can say that about it. <laughs> All right, fair. So, um, so yeah, maybe that's why I don't know why we would bother communicating that, other than yeah. just to try to be like, you know, his movements were so stiff because he wasn't a real copy of Vantica, and we murder <laughs> yeah. him at the end anyway, so we don't learn anything from that. Um, right. But here, here, it's it's Prim and Odo working together. Yeah. Also, like. Uh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, I'll get to that when it happens. But yeah, this is good. They they yeah. have like that bonding moment. He's like, oh, you learned something from me. Oh, you learned how to be skeptical and to double, triple, quadruple check things. Yeah. Man, you really are looking to like find a way to work together. Yeah. Good job, Prem. And, you know, Oda does like a nice thing. He he says like, hey, Premin found a cool thing uh, that's going to save us a lot of problems. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, cool. So they can work together. Yay. Wild that in episode eight, Odo is a better division head than f-ing Data at this point. Uh, <laughs> Data doesn't understand emotions. He doesn't realize he has to compliment people. <laughs> anyway. Um, right. But it's, and again, DS9 is, yeah. is a good ensemble show. It's another decent ensemble episode where everybody's working. And because everybody's working on it, there are multiple parts of Vantica's plan that go wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I think what's interesting too about everybody's working is that their personalities are so distinct than I would say in TNG. TNG had, there's a lot of, I would say personality 
like homogeny. Yeah. Um, whereas here, everyone has a very distinct personality, but they're still accomplishing things. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of makes you feel like you maybe traveled further to get that goal. I mean, literally, like two people came onto the set because they were at other parts of the station doing stuff. And they're like, hey, we're going to come and talk in ops, not in the conference room. Because they're all doing yeah. their own thing and they can all kind of come together to cooperate. You guys are the worst. Yeah. That. They're like, let me stand up slowly, shoot me in the gut. Yep. And then this dude run the corner. Oh, no. I'll stop so you can shoot me in the gut. Ah. <laughs> that can't be the best security training for a freighter <laughs> of highly desired merchandise. All right. I mean, if you get boarded, stand up, stand wide, get hit, go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, this isn't football practice, man. you got to rush this dude. <laughs> Your hope is to die quickly, guys. This is yeah. a high, this is like a Brinks truck full of freaking Muppets. Yeah, if, if somebody has like some sort of beam weapon on you, just expose all of your vital organs so they can just kill you as quickly as possible. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're part of an ancient order of people dedicated to dying painlessly. <laughs> yeah, we will die painlessly religion. in defense of this shipment. Like, I don't know if you guys were the best ones to hire. <laughs> you know, I, I, I get you guys were the cheapest, but I don't know <laughs> if it's the best. <laughs> I will die painlessly for your good, sir. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> What's my benefit? <laughs> yeah. Insurance, I mean, sir. We're technically, who, we're technically protected. Yeah. All right, yeah, all right. Insurance. All right. It's good. Minimum coverage. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. And so uh, this is, I mean, he's doing some very like um, playing to the nines kind of stage level supervillain acting. But you're, you're insulting I, the stage. This is the <laughs> second take. And by that, I mean the original voice he did, they didn't like. So they dubbed this over that. Oh, damn. They're like, this is the one we prefer. The other one was worse. And I have a hard time believing that. Yeah. um, I think I think it. I think there are times in which you might want to trust your the actor's instincts instead of the producers. But, you know, who knows? I have a hard time believing it could have been worse, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> he just I do I'm like just say the thing it was a episode running sl- was an episode running short is that what happened <laughs> yeah this is a dark like, place right, scenario listen, everything I, I need you to <laughs> everything that wasn't dialogue was considered for slow motion I'm like alright I believe that <laughs> yeah I need you everything that wasn't uh, it's like alright so I need you to to play a super villain I also need you to make up like five minutes yeah can you do that god it feels like five minutes by the yeah. way there's, there's no way that Vantic is gonna let himself die for a shipment of Deridium I'm sorry man I'll buy it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, unless he's a clone, but yeah, I mean, that's true. It, it, and then Cisco uh, is going to call him out eventually uh, yeah. once he has kind of like something. Um, but he's yeah. like, "Ha, huh, you really like you love your uh, doctor too much." He's like, "Yes, but you love life too much." Oh. Damn it, <laughs> buddy! Ha- have you met our doctor? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the loss of the a... medic. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a snooty bitch. Like, oh, just root around in his memories for a bit. He isn't the most pleasant to deal with. Yeah, like, the loss of the medical field will be great, but the loss to our f***ing patients is going to be a net gain. <laughs> Minimal, <honestly>. yeah. <laughs> Kira's like, I'm serious, man. You heard him talk about himself? <laughs> yeah. Dax is like... So, apparently, like, a ship's worth of this deridium can put a whole system in danger. That seems super weird. 
Uh, yeah, that's, that's bull. Well, whatever. This episode should yeah. have ended with Cisco going, do it, bitch. And Vance would yeah. go, I will. And Cisco, no, do it. Do it, bitch. Do it right now. Go to work right <laughs> yeah. now. Just say, go don't to talk- work. Tell that guy to go to yeah. work. And Vance goes like, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me. Show me, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> that's exactly how this episode should have ended. <laughs> Just like straight up aggressively calling his bluff. <laughs> And he's got nothing. And they have to, like, twist the plot around to be like, ooh, yeah. well, this chemical X will be bad for Bajor. It's like, f- it's always bad for Bajor. You always always have a yeah. ship full of Bajor poison. Shut the f*** up. Go to work <laughs> Yeah. And so we learned that Dax is like, okay, I could do, like, uh, a modulated beam to, like, get Bashir back. Uh, I just don't know how to get there. And, like, in my mind, I was like, ooh, Basilisk hack. You get yeah. through the eyes. But um, they don't do that. They do some shield EMP bullshit. Yeah. And then, like, it's good where they do, like, the little playing for time thing. Because uh, Dax is Ben work- calls him. And Dax yeah. isn't just like, boop, 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 techno babble complete. <laughs> like, she, she needs time to do it. And I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So. And Dax has been spending this whole episode trying to understand yeah. how this system works. I mean, yeah, of course she can be like, oh, yeah, if I can do the thing, the thing, I can I can make it not work again. Yeah, this would be less believable if, like, a different character. That face when he shoots him, he's like, <laughs> it's very much like, oh, yes, let me take care of something, bam. Like, it was just such a goofy face. Yeah. Alexander Sadig deserved better for his first showcase episode. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, for sure. All right, do it. <laughs> do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is this this does have a wrath of Khan feel where he's like, "Yep, we're going to give you exactly what you want." Here it comes, Khan. Yeah, yeah, and this is good too because last time he checked with Dax, Dax wasn't ready. Yeah. But when he's like, um, "He's like, all right, uh, are you ready, Dax?" and she says, "Ready." So there's like two meanings there, which is kind of nice. Like yeah. that's like a oh, she's saying ready about like the 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 algorithm, not the actual like teleporter. Uh, no. Ray thing that they do. Yeah. And I like that it, it almost, it doesn't really work. Like it almost doesn't work. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it doesn't like give him all the way back. No problems. It's, it puts him back in the driver's seat, but he's still got to fight to stay there. Yeah. He's got to reorient himself. And I feel like this yeah. was a bit too much. But, yeah. Uh, this is kind of funny because it's kind of like the two clones pointing at each other, but they're in the same body. <laughs> yeah. I feel and it's like, like just you're gonna shoot him anyway. Just shoot him. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if he hadn't genuflected at the end, if he'd just been like, "It's okay, it's me," and they shot him anyway, like that would have been <laughs> like that would have been yeah. funny. And I think I think we can be a little funny here because the tension's gone. Yeah, I think so too. You know, I, I think that it also kind of would would kind of add to the kind of the catharsis of like that tension release. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's fine. Um, we do some energy manipulation, blah blah blah, while Julian's unconscious, yeah. and we're gonna. Put all the bad glial cell programming into this non-brain matter receptacle. Dish. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty interesting use of the transporter. I maybe, maybe Kira could have shot him. That might have been kind of funny. Um, yeah, because call back to the beginning of the episode. Yeah, yeah, really that would have been funny. Where it's yeah. all like, uh, I, it would be cool. It's like, what do we do? And then Kira just like shoots him, bam. Yeah. And like that would also kind of like develop her character more of like hey i'm a no-nonsense like boots on the ground you know battlefield yeah you know get it done person as opposed to just like some starfleet bureaucrat she has about as much stake in this as uh as cisco does so yeah true 
But, you know, it's good to be the king. So Cisco yeah. gets to shoot people. He does. So Also, he's clear of the bad brainwaves, so we're totally not going to prosecute him from murdering a dude. <laughs> I mean, look, Starfleet has, has measures for this. Like, oh, he killed a couple. He killed. I guess he killed one guy who was a mercenary yeah. who wasn't even Bajoran. I mean, technically, in the law, if you're part of a plot to kill a thing, like, aren't you also responsible? Like, if you if you send people onto a ship to kill people and they kill people, aren't you complicit? I mean, he didn't do that. It was Countess Douche Flagrante. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was his yeah. alter ego. It, admittedly hard to prove. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's super easy to prove, Derek. I mean, all the evidence is there, okay? You have... Yeah. Um, the the gloves. Doctor Bashir doesn't wear gloves. Vantica <laughs> yeah, wears yes. gloves. Um, of course, yes. And then and then you know he did the voice. The voice was important. <laughs> he did the voice. You got, I mean, who who does the voice that way? Nobody. You got, nobody. You got does all the glial cells way. too. So there you go. Airtight case. Yeah. As long as nothing happens to those glial cells. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to time yeah. it just right, and I, I didn't get it. I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, it was a little bit earlier, but yeah, we still nailed it. I, yeah. I mean, this is also super casually, like, I mean, did we did we just murder a dude? <laughs> like, it kind of feels like we might have just murdered a dude, and we're letting the person that pulled the trigger in front of everyone, like, walk away. Yeah, our, our legal defense was contingent on that Petri dish <laughs> being a person. <laughs> yep, so I guess now we have to hold Bashir for murder. Whoops. <laughs> Look, somebody hired all those murderers. It's like, ah. Yeah, like the mercenary's mom shows up. He was such a nice boy. He volunteered at the local soup kitchen. He couldn't have been a murderer. Uh-oh. Anyway, uh, final thoughts of the passenger. Um, You know, I, I think we were talking a little bit in the pre-roll. Um, I think it might have been the pre-roll. I, I don't know when you're supposed to kind of like get hooked on DS9. Um, I'm not hooked yet. Um, there've been, you know, some fun episodes, uh, for sure, but, um, I'm definitely not, um, watching this on my own time. Can't wait to see the next episode. Like I've been like watching Hannibal, uh, lately. I'm definitely having to like prevent myself from binge watching it. (laughs) Um, I'm definitely not there with like, uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I feel like it's because some of this writing feels pretty dated and it, it hasn't aged well. Um, maybe that's just me. Um, but this episode, I, th- I think the premise of, you know, someone being very um, competent in the field of like medicine and cloning and neural pathways, blah, 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 you know, wants to live forever. And like somehow this space station gets caught up in it. Um, that's an interesting premise. But the way we kind of execute it feels like hand wavy and the good guys win. And we have no moral like question in the end. It's just like, yeah, we shoot. <laughs> um, we we killed, we shot a few people and um, we separated some things with a transporter. And bam, everything's right in the world. And it's like, uh, all right, whatever. Yeah, Babylon 5 did it better. Okay, fair enough. They have a great episode where there's a war criminal, but she finds the secret to immortality. The problem is Uh it's made of poor people juice. Um, (laughs) You gotta squeeze... Oh, yeah, you know, the classic squeeze four poor people to get one on immortality. Yeah, so the deal's like, ha-ha, you guys can't just replicate more of it. Your rich people will excuse me. They'll pardon me to get the secret to eternal life, and they'll do it to kill their own poor people, which is what I'm accused of. And I'm like, damn, that's... That's pretty yeah, solid. That sounds that sounds metal as f- yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty like damn son. I don't know how that pays off, but regardless, 
Right. Next week we are watching Birthright. I guess I guess I should probably address the assigned thing first. Um, I don't know. Uh, I feel bad that our next episode of DS9 is going to be Move Along Home and you're not hooked on the series. All I can say is just please hang with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move Along Home. Like, I may have to, you know, push you a little further to stay with the series after Move Along Home. (laughs) But, um, oh God, the storyteller. Okay. All right. Battle lines. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So incoherent Star Trek mumbling. uh, You know, not, not, not too far. But, uh, right. you know, I, I, there, are, there are some good hooks in season one. Season one is 20 episodes long. It's relatively short. Yeah. So we're almost halfway through. And I, if you just hang with me, I, I think some good stuff is going to come up. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely willing to give it like a season and a half for sure, if not two seasons. So hopefully but, uh, that's definitely more than I've given most, most seasons. All right. Um, but we'll see. But next week, we are watching TNG again. We're going to be back on the Beige and the Bold. We're going to watch Birthright right. Part 1. Week after that, it's going to be Birthright Part 2. Yep. Um, so looking at, looks like Netflix has re has changed kind of the way this happens. I wonder if the words are the same. Let's go back. I'm watching on phone, so I have no idea. I'm afraid of touching anything in the Netflix app okay. or else the whole thing's going to go. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so Birthright... The the card that we get for Birthright is a wharf uh, looking like Super Ninja in like this black kind of suit. Um, and he's about to do like some Bloodsport kind of shit, it looks like. He might be in the teleporter maybe, but uh, not teleporter, the hollow deck. But uh, he's in kind of this brutalist structure with a little bit of light. Um, and it looks like he has that stance that he's like... I'm right. I'm like I'm. I'm expecting like three or four people to rush me off screen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like that's and and this is what we get uh, by way of summary. Uh, Worf is offered coordinates by a Eurydian who claims that his father didn't die in battle, but is a is in a Romulan prison camp. Okay, so yeah. maybe he's doing the whole like ritualistic preparing to like infiltrate a camp or something. You know, you compare this episode to Walker Texas Ranger. But I hope you're prepared to go full missing in action with Chuck Norris next week <laughs> on the Beige and the Bold. All right. Uh, until then, remember. Remember, Ren. Ren.